All right. So let's uh, jump straight into the questions. Um, this first question is from Gunjan Sharma. She actually has two questions, but I'll ask them separately. So let's start with this one. She asks, if a sadhaka is given service opportunity by Srimati Radharani and also by Krishna simultaneously, whose service should the sadhaka follow first? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think it's important to uh, stress, as my Siksha Guru Pujapati Sridhar Marsh did, that if in one's sadhana, Krishna, or let's say in this case Radha, either one, or both, appear, give darshan to the sadhaka, which would be typically something that occurred in the case of an advanced sadhaka. Sadhakas are those who are engaged in sadhana bhakti, but Dr. Rasamrita Sindhu also cites the example of Bilba Mangal Thakur as a sadhaka who was in Baba Bhakti. Now, while Rupa Goswami makes a distinction between sadhana bhakti, Baba Bhakti, and prema bhakti, this sadhana bhakti, excuse me, Baba Bhakti, the middle stage, has kind of an overlapping that goes to both both ends of the spectrum. It overlaps into sadhana because uh, in Baba Bhakti, the devotee is still a work, if you will, in, in progress. Mm-hmm. And um, there's practice, although it's more internal than external. And the external activities, for example, hearing, chanting, and so forth, these are arising out of out of the emotion that Bhav is um, constituted of, whereas in sadhana bhakti, hearing and chanting is, is not driven by spiritual emotion consistently. But because uh, we've heard that it's good, we've seen um, sadhus, Vaishnavas, our guru, do these things, and so we do them. And we understand philosophically that this will be a prize to spiritual emotion in due course. So uh, the point anyway is that in Baba Bhakti, there are activities like hearing, chanting, dancing, anubhavs, and so forth. Um, and uh, um, that is not the stage of perfection. Prem is the stage of perfection. So there's some overlapping, in a sense, between Baba Bhakti and Sadhana Bhakti. And similarly, there's overlap between Baba Bhakti and Prem Bhakti, because Baba Bhakti is defined as a ray, if you will, of the sun, of Prem, Prema Suryam Su Samibak. And that is what is cultivated then. That ingress of, of Prem is cultivated. So, so as I mentioned, um, Bilva Mangala Thakur, who was a, was a Bhavabhakta, is cited in Chaitanya Char, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu as the example of a sadhaka. One can say that one's sadhana is fully informed at that stage. In the words, the sambandagyan has been realized, um, which in sadhana bhakti, we're, our bhakti is being informed by it gradually. And when that is, I'm not just talking about acquiring 
information, although that's part of it, but integrating that information and, and um, uh, allowing it, if you will, to be to, to drive our practice. Um, and at a certain point, of course, as I say, it becomes realized. So therefore in Bhava Bhakti, one's practice is fully in, informed, right? So when I say that should Krishna appear before the devotee in Arada in the Sadaka, as the question is, this would typically pertain to a, a very advanced um, Sadaka, perhaps a Bhava Bhakta. Could also appear in sadhana, it's possible, but it would be um, much more the exception. Um, but referring uh, to Pujapadshita Marsh, I think it's important to stress what he instructed me that should Krishna appear before you or Radha and ask for some service, then we should tell them both to wait a second and go and ask our guru that is this the one you're talking about are these the two you're talking about they asked me to do this what is your opinion Hmm? so our access to direct service from radha and krishna comes through uh our um our guru um who is more than anything else or anyone else representing um, Krishna, Krishna's will um, to us and so forth. So we need to be grounded in in uh, in Guru Bhakti hmm? in order for Krishna Bhakti to really be authentic. Therefore, for example, in Sadhana Bhakti, as articulated by Rupa Goswami and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, how does he begin? He gives uh, the 64 angas of bhakti, and he begin. It begins with guru parashraya, taking shelter of the guru, and then shikshadikshadi, hearing from the guru instructions, taking uh, taking initiation, serving him affectionately. These are the beginning angas of bhakti, so of Krishna bhakti. So within the context of Krishna bhakti, guru bhakti is found. And Guru Bhakti is so important that Jiva Goswami mentions in Bhakti Sundarbha that while Guru Bhakti is an Anga of Krishna Bhakti, as I'm explaining, citing Rupa Goswami, sometimes this is reversed for the devotee, for the disciple. And Krishna Bhakti becomes an Anga of guru bhakti. So if we, for example, live with our guru and we have the opportunity to serve him or her personally, um, and um, if it's possible that we may even neglect aspects of Krishna bhakti for the sake of rising to the occasion and serving uh, Sri Guru, guru bhakti. And in this case, where guru Krishna bhakti becomes an aspect of guru bhakti, Instead of the reverse, with reverse being the normal, um, this is very, Jiva Goswami says, this is very pleasing to Krishna. So we can't underestimate 
or underemphasized the importance of 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 Guru Bhakti. That said, um, if we go beyond sadhana bhakti, mm-hmm. where kind of the question is more applicable uh, in the context of the Leela, Krishna may want something, Radha may want some, apparently something else. Uh, um, then, of course, the choice will be dependent upon one's rasa, the circumstance, and so on and so forth. But it's only an appearance of of difference. Um, Radha and Krishna have no different no, no really no really different opinion superficially there may be a different of opinion difference of opinion but the objective in each case is actually the same radharani may reject krishna and express some anger with him um towards him and um refuse to see him and so forth but this is all just uh in a, a, a way a particular way in which love works at times. Rupa Goswami gives the example of a serpent. Serpent doesn't go in a straight line. It moves in a crooked line like this. So sometimes we have things that we call, for example, in English parlance, lover's quarrel. You don't want to get in the middle of that. Because it's actually an expression of, of, of love between the two. Sometimes it takes the form that it looks like they're in opposition. Um, so this is, this is a very sweet feature of um, Radha's love for Krishna, that she may um, oppose him and, and refuse to see him and so forth. But, but it means she wants to see him. So... Um, their opinions are not different in, in, in the larger sense. Radha and Krishna are one from the uh, obeyed um, point of view. But there may be instances um, where uh, one is, where some, some tension in the Leela. An example is there in Brihad Bhagavatamrita of Sanatana Goswami, where Gopal Kumar has attained, uh, he's telling his story to the Matura Brahman, and he gets to the point in his story where he has attained Goloka, and there he's known as Sarup. He's a Gopa. He's a Priyanarma Saka, an intimate friend of Krishna, who's privy to his romantic life and assists and participates in it. Serves Radha also. He finds himself to be a member of Radha's family, Parsana. But in telling his story to the um, to to his disciple, um, he informs him that he was up for the day and ready to go herding cows with Krishna. But Radharani caught, caught him and told him that there's a there's a devotee on earth. I want you to go and bring him here. Um, and so at that time he thought. Sarup, Sarup or Gopakumar is saying, I thought Krishna would like to see me herding cows and I would certainly like to be with him, but Radharani has asked me to do something that will get in the way of that. So I have a conflict here. It's kind of similar to your question, of course, it's not, but it's not referring to a sadhaka, but it more pertains, such a dilemma will pertain more, as I'm saying, to a siddha than to a sadhaka, uh, to be sure. Um, and in that instance, then he decided what? He decided 
that I will fulfill the desire of Radharani because Krishna will be very pleased by that. Hmm. More so than if I show up. He might be disappointed I don't show up, but when he finds out I, I went, went on, at her request to do something else, um, which can only be for him, for Krishna. She wants him to bring this other devotee into the Sakirasa Leelas, um, devotee on earth, the, Mahara, the, the, the Matura Brahman. Um, forget his name now. Um, but uh, so there is a, a different uh, an instance in which um, a Priyanarma Sakat shows the order of, uh, if you will, of of Radha over the the general uh, and, and known uh, desire of Krishna that he would become and, and, as he would every other day and join in the cow herding. But again, that is, uh, um, you know, in the context of the Leela, when we say as a sadhaka, Krishna wants me to do this, Radha wants me to do, Radha Rani wants me to do that. Uh, typically, Radharani and Krishna want us to do something in the context of the Leela, and sadhakas are not particularly um, attuned to to the Leela. They have wor- service in this world to 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 Radha and Krishna, and they they learn about that, if you will, as I say, through their um, through their guru. But um, But if you had to make a choice, and I, I think the Gopakumar sets a good example, but choose Radharani's uh, desire, which can only be for the for the pleasure of of of, of Krishna. Ultimately, she cares for for nothing else. So really, it's everything is about pleasing Krishna. Radharani is only about pleasing Krishna. Even if she asks her to do some, us to do something that seems different from what Krishna would want us to do. Uh, well, she knows best, something like that, we, we would think. Hmm. Um, the whole, if you want to look at, for example, at, at the Manjari Bab, where the Manjaris have this extreme uh, devotion to Radharani, sometimes it's called Radha Dasyam, right? Um, it's very peculiar because typically the another devotee in the Leela whom we have a relationship with, we will love a little less than Krishna or maybe equally with Krishna. But in the case of the Manjaris, they they had love Radha a little more than Krishna. And when we love the the friend or another devotee equally, in this case, let's say Radharani, the personification of, of devotion itself, a little more, a little less or equally as some gopis do in that situation, then that kind of love for Radharani is a Sanchari Bhav that augments their stai bhav for Krishna. But when in the unique case where the love for Radharani is a little more than a love the love for Krishna, as in the case of the Manjaris, then the reverse happens. And the love of Krishna becomes like a Sanchari Bhav that augments their love for Radha. So this is an extreme case and Dasko Swami, Raghunath Dasko Swami has made a statement that, you know, who cares for Krishna? Whatever, whatever Radharani wants, this, this, this is, I'll pursue. This is an extreme, you know, kind of a statement of his. Um, without, uh, you know, the service of Radharani, everything, everything becomes meaningless to me. Vrindavan becomes meaningless. Krishna becomes meaningless. 
I mean, these are extreme statements of bhava. But that bhava is under, the underpinning of that is, of course, the tattva. And what is the tattva when we look at, at, um, Radha Dasyam or Manjari Bhav? It is a, it's a, it's a, from a tattva point of view, if we hear the tattva, we'll, we may think, well, it's better to serve Radharani. Hmm? Why? Because it's more pleasing to Krishna. <laughs> so even though the bhava, from the bhava perspective and kind of the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the beta perspective, it looks like there's a difference. We're choosing Radharani's service over Krishna. From the tattva perspective and the, uh, and the abe, the non-different perspective, it's all about serving Krishna. So Vrindavan is all, Radharani is only about serving Krishna. She has no other desire whatsoever. Um, so uh, I hope that helps, but I think it's important to emphasize uh, in this world and for the life of the saga that these, if, if, if you have the darshan of Radha and Krishna and they give you conflicting opinions, you should talk to your guru about that. You should ask him about that. Get an answer in a particular instance. Whether it's your imagination, whether it's real, and if so, how to how to proceed. Um, this is um, it. Just brings to mind something that came up on our uh, forum on the um, Facebook called Preo Bhakti, and you should all of you should join that if you're um, on the Facebook Preo Bhakti. I comment on there sometimes, um, and. Um, I was asked about the fact that the cowherd boys, they wanted to enter the mouth of Agasur and Krishna didn't want them to enter. How could their will outweigh Krishna's will? And of course, I, I pointed out that Krishna wills that or desires that such devotees who are his intimate associates, um, uh, who, who become his image, they, he, want, he wants the devotees become his intimate associates. And in which case, uh, to be such, to be intimate associates, there has to be some conflict. You can't have Mother Yasoda doing whatever Radharani, whatever Krishna wants. <laughs> How could she be his mother and do whatever he wants? And a good mother and never correct him, never, never, uh, tell him he's wrong and so forth. So this, uh, is a, is a very peculiar, um, idea, right? There seems to be a different desire between the devotee and Krishna. Two different wills: Krishna's will and the, and the devotee's will. It's a, but this is this is the nature of bhakti rasa, and Krishna likes that. So, but but the point here, the point worth underscoring, is this, this kind of comes to mind as I answer this particular question. It's a little different, but um, it's somewhat related. That this is a very very high thing. In other words, the desire to only serve God and to act accordingly with no separate interest, only with a desire to serve God hmm, is a very high thing. But Sakirasa, Madhuri Rasa includes that and it far, far, far exceeds it. It's far above and beyond that, which is a very high thing. That being only, I only desire to serve Krishna and I act in that way, or for God, I only want to please God, and, that, and, and I'm acting accordingly. That's a very high thing. 
but bhakti rasa in, in Braj, in Golok, is, is, includes that, but is above and beyond that. And it takes an appearance of, as, as, as if there are conflicting desires. Krishna has will, the devotees have will. Their will is one with his will, but his will is ultimately that he wants to please the devotees. That's what Krishna's like. What, what Krishna's, what pleases Krishna? The pleasure of his devotees. Hmm? So, so he will acquiesce, if you will, to their will, to their desire repeatedly. But that is a very, very, very high thing. So we talk about that. Um, and, um, Prabhupada was more quiet about that and, and didn't uh, enter into such discussions. Some other devotees only talk about that. Puja Patrita Marsh come up somewhere in the middle, and I like to come up somewhere in the middle also. It's important to talk about it to some extent, especially in the times now in which we live compared to the time when Prabhupada was here. There's much more information about um, Gaudiya Siddhanta and the, the nature of um, uh, Bhakti Rasa and so forth. How many books have been made available in the English language that weren't available at the time. So it's important to uh, for a teacher to have some command of those texts and there are appropriate times to speak about them. Um, and I do, and I've written books about, about, about such topics as well. My recent books will be published soon, Circle of Friends, is a very elevated um, text. Um, and, and there's a place for that. But it's important very important at the same time to stress just how high that is. We give a book a taste about that, some information about that, that that's very useful. But at the same time, we have to keep a focus on where we are in all of this and grounded in, 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 in the, um, um, our present reality and what the next steps are and so forth. And in this regard, I mean, nothing could be more central, essential, and important to us than um, Guru Bhakti. And there, you know, our questions are answered. Even if Krishna asks us to serve him or Radharani, I said, we ask our Guru, is that who you're talking about? And this is what they asked. Is that, do you agree? So, all right, I help, hope that helps. You said you had another question? Yes, yeah, thank you for that very much. So the next question from Gunjan Sharma is, what should be our mood in doing services contrary to our personality? Um, well, there, uh, I think that um, there are, um, there's, Bhakti is very generous, um, very, very user-friendly. Um, you know, to give a, a very broad example, in bhakti, there's a place for sadhakas to be married and have children. In the sadhana of yoga marg or gyan marg, that's not the case. We find that articulated in the sixth chapter of the Gita, Astanga Yoga. Celibacy is one of its angas, one of its limbs. Similarly with, with the gyan marg, one of the limbs of of that path is celibacy. So this is for contemplatives who have passed through the household of life. Bhakti is more generous and it can, it can be more generous because it has greater power. 
because after all, Gyan and Yoga are governed by Sattva Guna and Bhakti is governed by the Nirguna. So it has extraordinary power and therefore uh, it can digest, if you will, that um, situation for a householder and turn it into you know, something spiritual, right? Make, uh, as they say sometimes, lemonade out of, out of, out of lemons. Um, so given the power of bhakti and the generous nature of bhakti, I mean, in bhakti, we are to be one-minded like in any other yoga, but the, the, the extent to which we can be one-minded, we'd be one-minded about kirtan, we could be one-minded about archan. Um, uh, there are different, so many different angas of bhakti, um, the different ways to think about Krishna, different ways to serve Krishna, the, the entirety of our human capacity. I mean, in Rupa Goswami, 64 angas of bhakti, there are angas of speech, angas of thought, angas of action, so body, mind, words. Um, it's very, very uh, friendly, user-friendly in this context, in this sense. So um, there's quite a bit of opportunity to embrace angas of bhakti and services that do correspond with my um, material personality and my um, material samskars, which, again, makes it easier, right? By which I can overcome them uh, in due course. Um, but, and, and so I've given an example before that comes to mind in this regard. We are taught that uh, we should cultivate tolerance. Mahaprabhu said this, Tirora Pisishtana, more tolerant than the tree. So we should tolerate, we should learn to tolerate, but we are also told to create a favorable situation for our practice. So we should create a favorable situation for our practice. And in the context of that, there will be things that we have to tolerate and tolerate them. Not that we should just tolerate any situation. Hmm? There's room to change your situation if it's not favorable. Hmm? So, um, so there's ample room to get around to a large extent the problem that this question presents. Hmm? Um, how, forget exactly the question, but how, how, how should I feel about serving in ways that, that are contradictory to my, my, my nature, my material samskars? Um, well, as I say, I'm saying there's a lot of room to get around that, but there may be instances where such, um, arises that, um, uh, it's clear that I'm called upon for some service that's against my nature. Now, let's say our guru says, I would like you to do this, and it's against my nature. Hmm? Then it, 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 there is possibility to inform the guru respectfully. My nature is such, and I'm wondering if I will really be the best person to do that. Hmm? Okay, that kind of back and forth is useful. Pujapanchita Marsh was chosen by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur to go to the West and be his missionary, first missionary, emissary from Gaudiya Vaishnavas to the Western world. But he, upon being chosen, he suggested that it's possible, Gurudev, with all due respect, that there are others amongst us who are more qualified. My English is not as good as others. Number one, two, my nature is very in that I'm very introverted, where others are more outgoing, that may be more useful. And thirdly, 
Well, it's not, I don't know how much longer you'll be with us. And I feel that if I could really take advantage of your company personally, that would be my preference. But with that said, if you desire, I will go. And so he changed his mind about with that kind of input. So I think that that is a good example. And I try to um, educate my own students in this regard. If I say, you know, I want you to drive from Audari Gurnish to San Francisco tomorrow morning. And, uh, and, and meanwhile, he's been up all night doing something else that I asked him to do and getting an ounce of sleep. It might be in his interest and mine and the interest of the service to say, I will do it, Guru Marsh, but I might fall asleep at the wheel because I've been up all night. Then I'd say, oh, okay, wait, send somebody else or I'll go myself even for, or put off to another day. So that kind of input is, 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 um, Respectful input is is desired, and respectful input means well to present it respectfully and with the condition that but should you desire it anyway, despite my input, and okay, I sh- I shall do, and then he might say okay good don't do, <laughs> you might say well Guru Maharaj I've been up all night I might fall asleep at the wheel but if you really want me to go I will, and I say okay then go. Then you go and get the keys, and I say, "No, don't go." I was just checking to see if you were just just talking. You're actually if that was actually your position. So, um, still, despite this, there still may be opportunities or, or, or circumstances in which we have some service to do that doesn't work with our our nature. I would think that would be more of the exception, given what I've said, and. Um, that, it, that that could be adjusted and so forth, but sometimes it, it it happens that we have to do things that are against our nature, and we should do them mm-hmm. to the best of best of our ability. There's opportunity to grow in that, and we can understand. Well, this is my material conditioning. The speaking, mm-hmm. the service is actually absolute. It's, it's necessary. So let, let me take this as an opportunity to transcend it. But we it's it, those are difficult times, and we should try to. Um, um, you know, you you want to you want to bend the steel, but you don't want to break it. <laughs> so so uh, so again, I, I speak as I have um, that. Uh, um, if we reveal our minds and speak about our limitations and so forth to our uh, instructors and our guru and so on. I think that will be helpful and um, that can make those circumstances less the norm. Um, So I hope that helps. Okay. Next question is from Braj Sundari. She says, I listened to an old class of Guru Maharaj's where he mentioned that he did some preaching with Bhakti Abhay Narayan Maharaj. It would be nice if Guru Maharaj shared some memories about it and about Bhakti Abhay Narayan Maharaj. Well, Bhakti Abhay Narayan Maharaj was a friend of mine. He had a, uh, so much respect for me that it was embarrassing to me. But I was famous um, in Iskand. And, um, of course, I didn't know him for years. He was serving in um, communist countries. He was from Hungary. 
Um, but um, after the departure of Prabhupada from our presence, he, like myself, came under the shelter of Pujapatrita Maharaj, and he accepted sannyas uh, from from Pujapatrita Maharaj. And so at that time, I got to know him. And he, he and I and two other godbrothers of mine, sannyasis, who were um, about Narsingha Maharaj, who's passed away, and at that time, Paramahita Maharaj, we were all friends, the four of us. We had much in common, and we would meet in Vrindavan every year, uh, once or twice a year, Karti, Gorpurnim. And um, we would meet at the Moth, uh, and after uh, Chaitanya Saraswati Moth, and after Sridhar passed away, we were carrying on with missions that we had started uh, under his direction, Sridhar direction, direction during his, 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 his presence. And so, you know, we, we had that, that in common. And, um, and so I became uh, close with Bhakti Abhay Narayan Marsh at that time. And he, um, in the eighties, late eighties, um, he petitioned me to please come to Eastern Europe and he would like to take me around and, and, um, meet the devotees that he had been um, culturing and so forth. And he asked me to go to, to Russia with him. And his desire was that he would preach and I would initiate everybody in Russia. And I, I said, you know, <laughs> at that point, I had a really an epiphany uh, or underscored some, some uh, understanding of my own about something that Sridhar Marsh had said, because Prabhupada asked Sridhar Marsh to come um and um reside in Mayapur and that he would bring his disciples from all over the world to hear from Sridhar Maharaj. He would build a house for him and make a, a lift, an elevator in the house. He would be on the second floor, probably would be on the first floor. He would make a lift so that he wouldn't have to go up the stairs and Sridhar Maharaj would reside there and devotees from all over the world who come to Mayapur would be able to hear from him and Sridhar Maharaj at that time thought well I'll, I'll think about it but he was thinking i'm not going to live very long he's older than he's younger than me a year or two but he's very active going all over the world and it's his mission and um and uh, that's just his generosity that he's speaking like that and 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 so forth when, when he was uh, requested like this from Prabhupada and didn't come without saying all the things that I just said, which were basically what was on his mind. Um, some devotees in ISKCON, they criticized him. They probably wanted him to come. He didn't come, you know, and so forth. Um, but when, as they say, Narayan Maharaj asked me to go to Russia and initiate disciples and he would preach, I, I said, I'm not going to do that. You should initiate. You're, you're, you know, you're the um, uh, great preacher here in Eastern Europe and so forth and so on. Um, so, um, but I did go, uh, not to Russia, but I did go on one trip with him. Um, and we went Vishnu Marsh, um, our godbrother who had taken sannyas from the Shringa Marsh came, came with us, the three of us. And we went through uh, Romania, which was what the countries were called then, Yugoslavia, um, Hungary, uh, Bulgaria, and Czechoslovakia, I believe. And um, 
one of the highlights was when we came into Romania at the um, customs at the border, they asked us, do you have any drugs, um, guns, or Bibles, something like that. Books or Bi- books and Bibles, you know. We, we did, we had books, we were smuggling books in. So we, we said no, but we had them. We, 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 we smuggled them in. Um, but he, he had a, a, a route, Bhakti Abai Narayan Maharaj, that he used to, that he chalked out and, um, he would meet people in very ordinary, um, circumstances. And, um, very covertly uh, preached to them. So, for example, one night he set us up in a, in a cabin in the lodge. So you stay here, you know, and I'm going to go out and going to meet some people. And uh, and uh, so he went to a bar, and in the bar he sat and he didn't drink, but you know, other people were drinking, and then he chat with people, and. Um, uh, we happened to meet a guy that he had talked to before he came back that night and um, who came by the, the lodge we were staying in and he was telling us he was all excited. And so we were all excited that Maharaj had, you know, made this guy a devotee. And so when Maharaj came back, we said, oh, we met that guy, you know, are you going to take him with us? He said, no, he's, he was drunk. When he wakes up in the morning, he's sober. He wish he had never said anything like that, you know, because who knows? The bartender might have heard and reported him, and so on and so forth. So it was very uh, interesting and unique kind of circumstances in which he, uh, in a very covert, clandestine kind of way, he preached. But but some of the places that we went, then we 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 met the pe- people that he um, had connected with and made devotees, and they they, they very much um, when they saw him, they they just very much lit up. It was like a father figure to them coming and um, uh, so it was very um, inspiring to me personally and to Vishnu Maharaj and um, in Bulgaria I I met uh, uh, the largest group really of his uh, his students there and uh, one of his students uh, Tirtha Maharaj who later took sannyas was uh, um, I remember very well, and he is successfully carrying on the mission of Narayan Maharaj in Bhakti Bhai Narayan Maharaj in um, in in Hungary. And um, I heard from Sadhvi that he regularly listens to my talks and reads my books and cites them and so forth. So, so we have a connection with that, uh, a good connection with that mission through my relationship with uh, with Narayan Maharaj. It was a very um, Interesting uh, person. His name was Dwarkadish as a brahmachari, and uh, he he underwent great uh, with great uh, obstacles and so forth. He uh, pursued uh, the mission of Prabhupada in, in Eastern Europe. What else? Okay, and the next question is from uh, Prem from Poland. Prem does. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yes. 
Guru Maharaj, uh, my question is, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that the soul is superior uh, to even intelligence. Uh, so in the Bhagavad Gita, Srila uh, Prabhupada comments on verse 3.40, last the intelligence influence the spirit soul to acquire the false ego and identify itself with the matter and thus with the mind and senses. Uh, from this statement, it follows that in the conditioned state, the soul is guided and subordinate to intelligence. Uh, so, uh, Guru Maharaj, in your commentary on verse uh, in Bhagavad Gita 3.43, uh, you say that being being theoretically aware of one's own position as a pure soul, one can begin to differentiate oneself from the sensual, mental, and intellectual planes of experience and thus rise above lust. The awakened soul is in a position to direct his intellect. So my question is, does this relationship between intelligence and soul change? and depend on the state of consciousness, could you harmonize it? Yes, I think that where I said in my commentary that you cited that the conditioned soul is in a position to control his intelligence, right? Yes. If you look at the sentences prior to that, what I'm speaking about there is really a sadhaka. Hmm? So a sadhaka is, 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 is a conditioned soul, but not a conditioned soul because conditioned soul, materially conditioned soul, uh, unto itself, uh, we're speaking about a situation where the atma has, has no, no rudder, no captain to the ship and, and, uh, is simply under the influence of material nature. But a sadhaka is also a conditioned jiva and not pure, nonetheless has, has a captain to the ship, so to speak, and uh, a direction, and and has the theoretical, as I mentioned in the commentary, knowledge that he himself, as an atma, is superior to body, mind, and intellect, hmm? um, and therefore by applying the atma, applying itself in relation to sadhana and the ingress. Of, of Sarup Shakti from above, then that conditioned soul we call a sadhaka is in a position to rise above the intellect and so forth. But without that, no, that's the difference. Does that help? Yes, yes. Jai. Thank you. Okay, the last question is from Udhava. Krishna Uru Maharaj, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, I've been reading the Bhagavatam for uh, the Dhruva Maharaj chapter. I was thinking about what you say, that all the, in the Bhagavatam, all the main devotees, their deity in a way is Krishna. And he went to Madhuvan to do his, his yoga, Dhruva Maharaj. But then why Vishnu appears? In, in many cases then in the Bhagavatam. Why Vishnu appeared to Dhruva 
despite the fact that Juva was in 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 the brudge. Yes, I, yeah. And uh, you say that uh, Krishna is the main deity of the Bhagavatam or the devotees of the Bhagavatam. Well, yes, um, Krishna is the main deity. There's that. That's true. Um, but um, Druva received the mantra from Narada. I forget, is it Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya? Something to that. Yes. It's, it's not particularly appealing to, it's not, he, he's not engaged in Braj Bhakti. <laughs> he's not engaged in that kind of sadhana, right? He's engaged in a different kind of sadhana, and he's also engaged in a, in a, in in the petitioning of God for material reasons. Hmm? So, not only is he is he not engaged in in the sadhana of rag bhakti, the deity for which is Krishna, the attainment of which is Krishna praying, hmm? but his his vaidhi bhakti hmm, towards Vasudev, which is, you know, this is a name for Narayan and Vaikuntha. The Chatur view was there. Vasudev, Sankarshan, Pradyuna, Aniruddha. So Narayan is the Vasudev. But his, his Vaidhi Bhakti is, is also mixed with, with a material desire. So this is a very different type of sadhana than the type of sadhana that, that will, that, uh, which Krishna is the predominating Deity and the goal and the and attainment is Krishna Prem. So Vishnu appeared before him. That's who he was petitioning, despite the fact that he had material desire. And then made his material desire look as small as it is, such that Dhruva said, I was looking for broken pieces of glass and I found a valuable jewel. And then he didn't want that desire to be fulfilled anymore, that he would have a kingdom. But still, Narayan gave him the kingdom, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I have said, and I don't know if this is what you're referring to, that all of the principal speakers and questioners are, the Jiva Goswami makes this point, and Krishna Sundarva are devotees of Krishna, but Dhruva seems to be a devotee of, 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 of Narayan. That's true, so maybe there's an exception there, or maybe he's not considered one of the principal speakers of the text, although there's... There's quite a bit uh, said about him. He's an example of mixed devotion and the virtues of such. Does that help? Yes, thank you. Okay. Marge, I had a quick follow-up on that one. You said the virtues of mixed devotion. What are the virtues of mixed devotion? Well, um, there are virtues of mixed devotion. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Any devotion in our life has is... Uh, Brings real meaning and real virtue to it. Oh, okay. So compared to material life. Yeah. Vishwana Chakravarti says, by karma, Mishra Bhakti, one can go to Baikunta. I thought you were looking at it from the the Sudha Bhakti point of view as like, what is the (laughs) virtue of mixed bhakti? Okay. I I just didn't understand it. Okay. So there I see see some comments here. does anybody else have a question? I have a question. Uddhava has asked a question. Shraddha Devi says, it is unfortunate that I don't have sound. Okay, well, those are technical questions. I can't help you with that. 
Actually, uh, Gunjan Sharma still has some more questions that I was going to ask next week, but I could ask one of those. Okay. She says, does the present personality likes, dislikes, and so on play a role in one's eternal service in Golok? Or is it Krishna's desire to give us a particular role as per his liking? If it is our liking, then it can change with every birth. So how can this be explained? Uh, typically, um, we have material samskars and, well, vrittis or impressions that are similar form a samskar. And when the samskar becomes mature, it becomes a vasana. That means it becomes an actual propensity in your life that causes you to have a disposition, personality, and so on and so forth. So these acquired material samskars, they typically don't have anything to do with our spiritual identity. And they're changing, as you say, um, to one extent or another um, from, from, from life to life. Um, and so therefore, typically, it is thought that the, in the initial stage of bhakti, cheto darpana marginam, the, the chitta will be cleansed of these vrittis, samskars, and vasanas, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, then with bhakti sadhana, sadhu sangha, and so forth, impressions of bhakti will be imprinted upon the chitta. Mm-hmm. And, the, and these will give rise to our spiritual um, uh, identity, nisarga, hmm? it's nisarga. The identity is swarup, it's there, but but as is the condition with some nitisiddhas, similarly, Ujvalin Lamani and the commentaries teach is the case for sadhana siddhas as well. Hmm? There's an inherent um, identity that is given rise to or apparently caused by uh, something external, which is the ingress of bhakti samskars, spiritual practice, and so on and so forth. But it's giving rise to something that's already there. Mm-hmm. Just like we see in Nityasiddhas in the Prakat Leela, by external influence, they hear about Krishna in the Leela, and then their love for him awakens, but it's already there. Hmm? So anyway, the teaching there, as Vishwanachapti Thakur comments on the section of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, does not apply only to Nitya Siddhas, but also to Sadhana Siddhas. Um, so um, in, in there are other examples to which to emphasize the point that we've come to in these, these type of discussions that, that uh, the identity is inherent, and at the same time, it is bestowed. Both, both things are there. So, sarup nisarga. But um, and so, so typically, we tend to emphasize that the, no, the material disposition, material personality, material samskars, they don't have anything to do with our spiritual identity. Now, that said, there's ways in which they could, um, um, relatively speaking. Let's say, for example, we have a we we have an intellectual type of a disposition, and um, therefore, on the basis of that, we become attracted to a guru that has an intellectual type of presentation 
of of the teaching. Not all of them do. Mm-hmm. Gorkashore Das Babaji didn't have that type of a presentation, and Bhakti Siddhanta had that type of disposition. Uh, but he was he was drawn to him. But it's possible that because of our material conditioning, we'll be drawn to a particular guru superficially. It will have a have an effect. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it will have it, it will have a role, so to speak. But it's re- relative. And under the under the influence of the guru, then those those some scars will go away, right? The heart will become cleansed and so forth. And then the deeper reason for us being attracted to a particular sangha and a particular um, uh, ideal and so forth will come to the fore. Now, there's another consideration here as well. And that is that in material life, in the material world, there are two principal currents that are influencing um, the way in which excuse me, people move, and that is karma and bhakti. So um, the world has no beginning, karma has no beginning, and bhakti in the world has, has no beginning either. So there are always sadhakas in the world. Krishna comes to the world for sadhakas who have reached a certain point in their sadhana. They can't bear his separation, and he can't bear theirs, and therefore the lila, prakat lila begins again. This is one way of looking at the prakat lila. As Krishna says, Puritanaya Sadhanam, Binasha Atraduskritam, Puritanaya Sadhanam. I come for, for the devotees. That's my main reason. We're in this world. We're pining for me and I, in their sadhana deeply, and I cannot bear their separation any longer. It's the implication. So he comes. Um, so because bhakti's in the world, it's possible that devotees in this life have bhakti some scars from previous lives and a, and a guru who is uh, wise and realized can can see that hmm? that there are certain things about this person that are based on bhakti hmm? and there are certain things about this person that are based on material some scars now for the devotee it just seems like that's just me you, know, you can't distinguish one necessarily from 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 the other but the guru may be able to see that so there are things about our personality that are based on something spiritual, hmm? uh, based on previous lives or, or this life and so forth. So the guru will recognize that and then um, help that devotee to um, um, anchor herself or himself on the, a particular Pursuit for, let's say, Sakya Rasa or, or Madhurya Rasa, as, as may, may be the case. So that's the general answer, I think. Hope that helps. And with that, we pretty much come to a close here of our time. Nice to speak with all of you. Everything good. All, all good. My health is good. My practice is good. My Sangha is good. And it's good to be with all of you. I expect to be with you again next week. I see some of you. I see Brigu. I see Sarahi, Haribo. I see Prem Das. I see Udava. Let me go through who else is here. Okay. I see um, Harijan, Madhuban devotees, Premanand, Sadvi. Where's that? Brajahari. Yes, Haribo, Shradha Navy in Canada, 
and called Chandra. Are you in Mexico called Chandra? Yes. Okay. Good to see you. Mohini in Brighton. Ananta Govinda, not too far from me, a little bit south. Ram on the east coast of the United States. Gopalandini also there. Uh, Bhajan Das, not sure where you are, but you're here. <laughs> That's good. I see Ram Mohan, I think you're in Germany with Ganga Shakti, who's also here. Ben, Ben Summers, not sure where you are, but uh, you're here, right? So I don't know if we've, we've had a question from you, but it would be nice to see you on here. And um, let's see, I see somebody, iPhone Pep, P-E-P-P, I'm not sure who that is, Peppy. Uh, okay, maybe that's Madhavi in Mexico. I see, oh, uh, um, Kamalaksha means must mean Krishangis nearby, and Atul Krishna in Poland, Mahamantra, North Carolina, Shamsundar, of course, in Madhavan, Madhavananda Das, all the way from Mayapur, Mayapur Dam Kijai, Chaitanya Charan from Chile, and Vijay Kumar, he's in California, Lita Saki, our Copy editor and proofreader who's working diligently has been on my book. Much appreciated. Excellent service and attitude in Kansas at the community there with Indranuja called Bhakti Ban. I see Murli Dar, not far from me, but busy. He usually comes over on Sunday. I don't know if he's coming today, but um, I hope so. And then there's Pixel CA, 6A, not sure who that is. Bumsi Dadi in San Francisco. LR, not sure. Drista in, in Colorado. Nice to see you. Oh, quite a few here. Ram Das, North Carolina. And Brajahari, I thought we already counted him. So anyway, nice. I'm just going through this. And forgive me, but nice to see all of you. And I hope to see you again next Sunday. Haribo. Haribo. Thank you very much.